0: Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. where your daily dose of quick handy handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Andy Molitor. Although we really just want to talk about winning time, let's talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs, and honestly, I want to start with your Minnesota Timberwolves, Andy. Not only are you going to have home playoff games, your Timberwolves look pretty good, putting the ball in the hole.
1: Yeah. That was the, you know, that was the joke I made when I said, hey, they're gonna be in the playoffs. They just have to do the thing where they score 140 points, because it's so hard for the other team to score 141, even <laughs> against this defense. And I mean, the second half wasn't completely, but the first half, what was the halftime score? Like 65-62. I mean, they're gonna have some of these 40-point quarters. It's a, it's a very fun offense to watch if you don't give a shit about like. Good fundamental defense. I asked that of Drew the other day. I said, because we just talked about Finch and like the ceiling for a team like this. And I said, how do you keep this offense as fun, fluid, exciting, and effective as it is while adding something to get them to a sniff of like baseline, middle of the road, median league defense it's like, if they can stop some people here and there, hoosty, that'd be a fun team. But yeah, that was the, the only low seed to win, I believe, out of the first get uh, out of all the game ones.
0: Yeah, so I was looking through, I just wanted to double check that you're right. I don't believe that we had any other. Even upsets. in the four or five, zones, you know? the Nets were close. The Nets yes. were close. But um, besides that, and the Bulls gave the Bucks a little bit of a scare there as well. But yeah, outside of your Minnesota Timberwolves, all the favorites came through unscathed.
1: Yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun game. Really proud of Anthony Edwards. Big moment there. We talked about that a little off the air. Like never play. I mean, the play in game was something, I guess. Maybe that helped. Like that's dipping your toes in the water, but never playing a NBA playoff game. Like that's that's a big deal, I think. And Cat didn't look as shitty as he did in the play in game. That was a weird, weird game. I'm a I'm a little sad we didn't get the Clippers. We haven't talked since that game. I'm sad we didn't get the Clippers and as the eighth seed. Pelicans are gonna just get the their shit roasted. Honestly, we're gonna be that. That's a sweep. That didn't feel good. That didn't feel good at all. Watching that game, the one we thought would be very, very much, uh, you know, a sweep or gentleman sweep, like you said, the Bulls were more competitive than we thought. That was a fun game. Obviously, everybody that's still alive. It's still alive, but and uh, yeah. everybody expected. Uh, you know the Nets Celtics game to be good, and it was. It didn't let us down. So it's fun that we have that really good series. It'll be fun if the T Wolves and uh, in Memphis run that six seven games, and that's a fun series. It's always good to have a couple good ones because you're going to have some Suns Pelicans and you know things things of that nature. I was a little disappointed in the Atlanta, but it just if Trey is going to have a bad game, you're not going to have a good game it's just not well no clint
0: capella too that's huge that
1: that didn't help yeah but like yeah if if trey if trey's gonna put up those kind of numbers the team's not gonna be competitive so if he gets if he gets his shit together and they play a little better maybe make i don't say make a series out of it but make some games that will be worth watching for sure and you're betting today we have is there four today is it four is it four, four just three so they're spreading some of these out a little
0: yeah, we'll go three and then three tomorrow. And I think it's uh, they keep doing kind of three, three, and then maybe a two every so often. But, yeah, they slow it down just a bit so they can give some teams two days off here there, here and there. But three games tonight. My Philadelphia 76ers play what is now a decimated Toronto Raptors team. Scotty Barnes, um, no broken had bones in that ankle apparently. But, you know, we'll see how he looks. He needs to come back, um, you know. As well as Gary Trent Jr., we know he's out tonight, so we'll see. I mean, again, the rap, the plan for the series was the Sixers get these two, and then the Raptors kind of make things interesting if they can get two in Toronto. So, if those guys can be healthy come Game Three, things might be interesting. But tonight, a team and the Sixers that has a short bench honestly has a longer bench in the Raptors tonight. The, the Raptors played effectively seven guys, and two were gone. So it's going to be really interesting to see who fills those those minutes tonight it'll be a lot of kevin birch a lot of thaddeus young and who else but um good spot for the sixers the seven and a half looks just about right it should be a little bit slower uglier game so I, I think that's the reason we're not seeing double digits there the jazz mavericks game do have a plate there um this was a game where i think we're just getting some value with how ugly that game was to start um you know i know some people in our nba chat did, did a great job with getting the early under there but some of us grabbed some overs just before the game started and it never really started. I think that it being the first kind of game, um, you know, Dallas and Utah not having played for a little while, you know, they hadn't played a play in games, a little rusty as well as it being an early start time. You know, for the Mavericks, that was a noon start time. For the Jazz, it's an 11 a.m. start time for their internal clocks, if you will. So I think we get a nice bounce back spot here where we'll start to see some better shot making and honestly, some more three-point attempts. Simply the Jazz only shot 22 threes, which I think was one of maybe only six or seven times all year they've shot less than 25 Um, so a little bit of an outlier game and I think again we've got some value coming back on the over here now instead of playing the full game over of 206 and or 206 I'm seeing 206 and a half or so uh, just give me the Jazz team total over here the Mavericks had a great game and I think that the Jazz will have had some time to make some adjustments for some of those things and again I just don't expect Dallas to be as dominant but we'll see I mean maybe the the stadium is again the home court advantage there was excellent the stadium is absolutely rocking and they were getting advantage of a home court whistle, so we'll see if they can bring that energy again tonight, but I think they'll be a little deflated, and again, it's just a really nice bounce-back spot for the Jazz, so give me the team total over. Don't mind the full game over, and then I cap our Denver Nuggets against the Golden State Warriors, and I guess I'll just say it this way. If the Warriors are going to shoot almost 50% from three every game, our Nuggets bets are not going to end well. It's not going to happen.
1: And then which Celtics game did you want to talk about? Did you want to talk about the which, I mean, which Celtics game with the walkoff tour are we going to talk about? The Nets game or the 1979, um, <laughs> 1980 game against the Lakers, which was with Cooper with the walkoff?
0: I said at the top of the show, we're not going to talk about winning time, but if you're not watching that show, you need to watch that show. This weekend's episode was honestly the best basketball related thing after a weekend of really good basketball.
1: And if you don't live in Boston, you probably dislike Boston fans. It's a good episode for you. Episode. It's a good episode for me in that in that regard. So, and I, I know people from Boston. They're nice enough people. I mean, it's kind of one of those, uh, you know, two point six million bad apples give the whole bunch uh, give the whole bunch a bad name because there's some assholes. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was a pretty good episode. I'm excited about more more Celtics content in the real world and in that one. And yeah, three three and two. That's weird. So Timberwolves play tomorrow, though, right? I kind of planned. Because I don't have a, sh- I have deep dive Monday and Wednesday. Okay. Yep.
0: T wolves tomorrow night, seven thirty your time.
1: Okay, good. So we will watch the Timberwolves tomorrow. God, can you imagine heading back to the Target Center up 2-0? Oh no! Oh no! This is this is this is it must win and can't lose for Memphis. Both of them, I think, it falls into both categories. And we're on to golf. Oh God, another week. I might do a ranking. Where did Jordan name
0: Spieth name come name. from, by the way? I was casually watching that. Was he even, like, top 15 going into Sunday? I just – I feel like his name wasn't anywhere on the board. We saw the highlight of him missing an 18-inch putt, and then all of yeah. a sudden I go back and check later because everyone's complaining about all their outrights. and I'm like, oh, you know, maybe Cantlay actually won. And there's Spieth's name. So, like, what happened, Andy?
1: There were <clears throat> just 35 people within, like, five shots of the lead, and it was the kind of course – That was able to give up, you know, I mean, there were 62s out there. It was just, it was a a course where anybody could have done something like that. He went into the, he went into the, you know, the draw, the locker room. He went into the clubhouse behind Shane Lowry had a very unfortunate, I had a Shane Lowry ticket. It wasn't a big ticket, but 25 to one would have been nice. Shane Lowry really did let me down. Luckily matchups did well. I think it went six and two or five and one in in full tournament matchups, and then daily matchups were, um, as always, those went okay. Top twenty, top ten stuff. I had Varner six to one to top ten, which was nice, and then him at like two and a half or three to one to top twenty. He took third, so getting I played I placed twelve bets, top ten, top twenty. Varner getting a six to one and like a three to one pretty much pays for the 10 other ones. And I think one of the other ones was a dead heat. So that stuff just kind of pushed. So mostly just, I, again, I get to this every week. It's like, you know what? I should just be betting matchups. Like That's the only thing that consistently works for me. So um, yeah, Mino would have been nice. Lowry would have been great because he was there. Connors was right there. I had some guys in the mix. So I'm not mad at the results, but yeah, the speed thing was, he speed, he does this thing. He did this last year in Texas, where he just came out of nowhere and won an event. And he was playing better at that point. But I don't know, speed, speed does speed things, and we're on to. He does play high variance. And
0: that's why it's so fun to watch. I mean, he, he is shooting for the hole pretty much every time.
1: I except on that 18-incher. He didn't miss an 18-inch butt. He wouldn't even have to go to the playoffs. So I can um, see it. I've
0: seen golfers do that. He was thinking about the next tee. He was yeah. looking down, it's like, whatever next tee. and he, it's, it's still there. Well, yeah,
1: toilet toilet bowled out of there. So like I said, weird week. Um, not quite on the level of match play or Stableford week, but still a goofy week. The top eighty golfers according to the ranking they're deciding to use have priority to play, and then they can pick whoever they want. Like you can, you can put it in, pick me or Noobs to be your golf partner. I don't know. Maybe I actually. Maybe you have to pick somebody with a PGA card. I think maybe that's probably a prereq. But you can basically that's that's what you're. Ryan Palmer here. Ryan Palmer's on the first uh, first line here or the first page of odds. Because he's Scheffler's partner. So Hovland Morikawa can kind a of team young guns. That's a fun one. Cantley Shoffley team almost wins a lot of tournaments. Uh, last year's winner, Leishman and Smith, they did win. They're defending champs. Uh, Burns Horschel, Fleetwood Garcia, Lowry Poulter. That's an interesting one considering how well Lowry's playing and how poorly Poulter is. I uh, I'm excited for this.
0: But yeah, I mean, what's So what's the format? Is it just match play? Are they doing anything fun? I mean, all right. Is it something different every round?
1: Yes, for sure. So this is different events, different rounds. They do two rounds of best ball and two rounds of, oh God, it's not scramble. What's the other thing? Two rounds of best ball. I had it written down. I, I thought I saved the tweet. Now I'm annoyed that it's not in my book. Two rounds of two rounds of best ball, which means you play your ball all the way to the hole. So does your partner. Whoever gets the best score on that hole, you take yours, throw out the higher score. And then the other one is alternate shot. So they'll play gotcha. two rounds of best ball, two rounds of alternate shot. Alt, alternate shot is I hit the tee shot, you hit the approach shot or the next shot, whatever. If it's a par three, you'd putt. So alternate shot, two rounds. Best ball two rounds. It's gonna Alternate be a little tricky. Alternate shot is very fun, especially if you have like a, a big hitter and a guy with who's pretty crispy with his irons. You can end up with uh you know using two people's strengths to create a really nice strategy to make yourself uh make yourself into a super team. So I'm excited to handicap it. Haven't got too deep in it yet. Ron has a preview up on Betsford's golf any of the course. Dan and I have already looked at it. It's a boring course. And I think we can say that. Only because the last two courses we got to play were Augusta. And this Harbor Town is a fun course too, just based on some of the stuff, the water and the tree-lined areas. So TPC Louisiana, I think it's just called TPC Louisiana. It's uh, it's not great compared to those, but still, it's still a good course. It's a TPC course. I'll have some outrights later this week. And if you paid attention to noops, you'd have some outrights in your pocket already in both Stuttgart and Istanbul. As you play some uh you play some creatures, including a big one. I believe there's, there's a couple of number
0: numbers I like. Yeah. yeah, it's sorry, I thought I'd have time to write a preview, but when they release the draw less than twenty-four hours before match play starts, um you know you get outrights less than like twelve hours before match play starts. It's nuts. It's amazing that tennis is a professional organization run with the interest of making money. It's just it's fun times, but tweeted out a handful of outrights, and I will have some match picks. You get these live. The numbers shouldn't move. There are some round one matches literally happening right now. So uh, tennis on right now, just shortly after we're done as well. But um, after that's done, probably later this afternoon, they'll reopen up in Stuttgart, like Contivate 12 to one or better, or is it Danic 80 to one or better? As a dance, there should be some 50s out there or better. That number is really good again. Um, Contivate, this is a perfect setup for her. It's indoors, um, which really generally helps her serve. She, I think she's won some outrageous number of tournaments in a row indoors, honestly, at this point um, on hard court generally, but on clay, she should be fine as well. And then to it honestly, has just had a really tough hard court season. And I wonder, again, if maybe last week and um, a couple weeks ago on Miami was looking ahead to this week as opposed to really trying her best and just a value play. I mean, in these conditions, her game is really set up nicely and she has an awesome spot in the draw in istanbul in fact not constantinople andy we're going to take some teichman 14 to 1 or better and some martich 25 to 1 or better um two players again just had a little bit down finish to the year teichman again hasn't been too great but i think the surface change would be good for them both but do have some single picks as well now hard to figure out when these matches start but they'll be early in the morning east coast time Um, At least Stuttgart, I believe is matches start about three, four in the morning, um, East Coast time there uh, for Istanbul again similar time I believe around four in the morning. Actually Stuttgart's four in the morning, Istanbul's three in the morning, um, East Coast time So get these in before you go to bed but we'll start in Stuttgart with an underdog Chloe Piquet. hadn't had a great hardcore season, did qualify for this tournament. Admittedly didn't beat, you know, the highest quality of opponents, but in these conditions, going against Ludmilla Samsonova, um, Samsonova, I'm looking at like minus 250 here. Uh, that's just a wild price to me. I, I would still have Samsonova favored based on the overall quality of her game. Again, this is indoors, and Samsonova has the serve and kind of the game that should play well there despite it being on clay. But Piquet, again, love betting on qualifiers here, especially against someone who's coming in cold on a surface switch in a match where I already have some value here. I have this closer, like, plus 160. I got it down to plus 150 as I started to tweak some stuff. So plus 200 or better looks really nice there. And just taking the money line. If, if this gets out of hand, she probably gets beat up. So just grab the money line here and not the game spread like I was doing a little bit last week. But we'll take a spread here and sold a game here, a uh, half a game, actually. Annette Contivate, again, have her on the outright, but love her just to blow out in this first match. Um as well, she faces angeli Kerber, solid player, but just is going to be totally outmatched, I, I think. Here in their matchups, um, they played a handful of times. Contevaite has done very well. Um, loves this, um, I'm sorry, <clears throat> loves these courts. Does very well here in general. Feel free to play the four and a half at standard juice if you want, but I think selling that half game to get plus 110, plus 115 is great value. Um, you know, if she wins this match, it's going to be really comfortable, like 6'4, six, 6'2. Six, so um, happy to bet the blowout there at plus money. And then in Istanbul, Sarona Kirstea, defending champion, minus 120 in the first round to get Alexandra Sasnovich. Sasnovich really on an upward arc, and I'm a little concerned maybe that I might be undervaluing her. As we make the um, switch in surfaces, generally clay hasn't been great for her, whereas Kirstay has been really comfortable here. So might possibly be underrating um, her opponent a little bit in this match, but like Kirstay a lot. Had this closer to minus forty-five or minus fifty, and then Nuria Patis Diaz. Um, this actually moved a little against me. I had this at even money. It looks like it's plus one hundred five, maybe a little bit better. Um, again, as we make the surface switch, I'm happy to back players that have shown success on clay that maybe haven't had the best hardcore seasons, and have her as a short favorite. Here over Martina Trevisan. So happy to grab her at any plus number. So four picks for you again. Should start tomorrow. Stuttgart, 4 o'clock in the morning or earlier. Istanbul, 3 o'clock in the morning, Eastern or earlier. Or later.
1: Later, earlier. Horse apiece. Yeah, oh, we are back good. to... here. You guys are spoiled for a bit. We had North American, South American, Central American tennis. It was on at normal times. But yeah, Stuttgart is in Europe. That's part of Germany. That is a uh, a different time zone, which is nice. I like the. I, I'm finally over the. You know, I have to stay up and watch it if I bet it. I'm I'm really happy with the betting it, sleeping, waking up, and just checking my phone as I wake up. I'm fine with that. So I enjoy that it's like the Twins are piling on in Boston, just shitting on Boston on Patriots Day too. That's not very nice, but. I still will cheer for the Twins to score 100 runs today, um, and then yeah, you brought up outrights. Bring up our our feature sponsor today, Profit Exchange. We are about to have an exchange in America, launching in New Jersey soon. It's a story I brought up a lot in the past of uh, my Louis Ustesen outrights. I had a 90 to one on him in one of the majors, and somebody a european friend of mine mentioned he's like oh man you just trade out of that buddy i don't have an exchange i can't i can't do that you know it's we have some cash out buttons on here so that is something i'll be looking forward to as exchanges roll on is trading especially trading outrights you know you mentioned your 80 to 1 things like that we don't always hedge out of stuff but it is nice to take uh you know you, you don't have to sell the whole damn thing you can just uh you can take some exposure off Without having to find a two-way market or something of that nature, I think we'll that'll be my favorite Talk about and backing. Yeah, you can, you can. Again, you, you take a player at eighty to one. They make it far enough where maybe they're four to one. In Ustosen's case, he was favored to win that golf tournament that he did not. You can lay him at plus money for you know whatever part of your stake and and go back the other way on an exchange. So excited to see Profit exchange launch. If you check the show notes, you'll see a link. Sign up to their newsletter to get their best offer when they do launch in New Jersey imminently, very soon. Appreciate you, you know, supporting the sponsors. Appreciate you following along, joining us today, hitting the thumbs up in the YouTube, and catch you tomorrow. Some more sports betting, picks, thoughts, and ideas.